Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're in the middle of blank game week 31 right now. Currently, Jake and I, we're, we're just watching the Fulham-Liverpool game. Got to enjoy that Liverpool double clean sheet wiped out for both of us. A scintillating Sala performance as usual. So as you can imagine, I am in a great mood, really loving life right now. We're recording a little early because of Jake's work schedule, and that's how our lives work now. We, we just basically plan everything around Jake. But ready to rock, talk about game week 32 and the doubles on the way. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing all right. Um, uh, sad to see the double clean go, uh, especially with the captain armband on Van Dyke, which is pretty rare. It's actually the first time I've captained a defender, but... As long as it ends 1-1, I'll be in a, a pretty decent mood. Um, what do you think if we just potted at my work? Do you think people would get mad? You mean like you bring your mic into work and your computer and set up yeah, there? Yeah, and I just told everyone to like be quiet. Like, like shh. Or I guess I like, could go you, to a different room. Are you doing like ER procedures on animals as you're doing it? or? Uh, I don't uh, That would be pretty challenging, but I could try. Yeah, because I was going to say, you can hardly get through a pod just sitting at home with a cup of coffee, let alone actually trying to do something <laughs> worth anyone's time. I don't uh, know. Ouch. All yeah. Right. Uh, well, Jake, I don't know. There's there's still a lot of football to be played here, about roughly 10 minutes left in this Liverpool-Fulham game. I've turned it off because I was just getting too angry. I captain Salah. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I... I feel like some of his stats have not been necessarily bad. The returns have not been there, but I'm kind of kicking myself because when you watch him play, he does look completely broken at the moment. And so I'm feeling crabby about the fact that I captained him. Yeah. I I mean, it's hard. I I feel like it's just Mane straight in. They're cheaper, just more productive. He's on fire. It's just the way to go right now. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not in a good mood. I'm trying to I'm trying to brighten up, you know, I'm trying to have good energy for the pod, but I'm just not feeling good about it. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes up and down weeks. Um this this week, I mean, the points probably will be pretty evenly distributed. Those who captained Mane, who just got an assist, will be uh will be doing well. Shut up. He just got an assist. Yep, he got he got an assist, so he got to dragged who? down in the penalty box. Um, Milner got the goal. Uh. <sighs> That'll cheer you up, right? I want to turn the podcast off right now. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. <laughs> hey, at least Alonzo's starting. Oh uh, yeah, great! Can't wait. All right. Um, well, I guess we should just get into actual FPL stuff and stop whining about uh, the results that have happened and start talking about the future and the things that that maybe we can uh, we can actually affect. Am I right, Jake? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to be positive. Uh, all right, so this week um, we've got a, a number of things to talk about. Mostly the focus is probably going to be on, on double game week 32. Uh, there's a lot of points potential there, uh, a lot to talk about. Um, we've got some kind of like bigger picture questions about double game week 32 and and how best to manage that whether you're wild carding or free hitting um a couple questions about more specifics like some differential players and things like that and then just some general questions uh that that listener sent in 
Um, but I thought we'd start off with a, a good question from FPL Virgin. He wrote in and said, uh, for newer listeners, can you tell us why you decided to start an FPL pod and why you called it the art of the dive? It's a, it's a good question. I thought we could maybe cover that. Jake, do you remember why we called it the art of the dive? I'm going to guess you don't remember. Uh, not exactly. It's been a long time. It has. It's It's been like a year and a half since we started the podcast. So not that long, but... Uh, I, I will tell the listeners why we, we called it that. So um, Jake and I played uh, collegiate-level soccer together, um, and, and a bunch of our friends uh, that were longtime friends that were, we played with as well and our listeners of the pod, and um, we, we were trying to think of a name for the podcast. Uh, we were trying to think of something that kind of, um, you know, pays homage to uh, those those soccer careers that we had together, and um, one thing that myself I got made fun of a lot for was going down easily. Uh, personally, I think that I was helping the team out, drawing constant fouls. Okay, because that's the type of player that I was. Uh, but um, you know, some people may have called them dives. I, I don't know that that is necessarily a fair evaluation of my style of play, but. Uh, I always said that it was a skill to to draw contact. There was an art to it, if you will. And so there came the name, the art of the dive. Man, that's kind of harsh. I, I don't remember that we... Who who made fun of you for that? Just other teammates? Jake, everybody. Jake, everyone did that. I just, I just want to tell you that I would never make fun of you. Even if you were diving, that's, you know, it's part of the game. Ah, Jake. Jake, I... I can't even deal with you right now, okay? Uh, but yeah, that's why we did it. Um, and we started the podcast uh, just because we both were, you know, really enjoy FPL. And um, Jake lives on the other side of the country from me, and so this is a really good excuse for us to chat every single week and to do some planning and to talk about something that we like. Uh, also, you know, Jake being on the other side of the country, and I've been moving a lot the last couple of years uh, just for, for family reasons. And... Um, it's nice to like the the pod's been a cool way to create a, a community for us to hang out with other groups of people and chat FPL. So that's kind of the reason I think mostly. Is that fair, Jake? Yeah, I think that's fair. Fair assessment. Okay. All right. So that's the deep stuff. Let's get into uh, a couple big picture topics then for the week. And I thought one that I kind of just wanted to talk about because I had this feeling yesterday. Uh, so I'm watching the FA Cup match, uh, City versus Swansea. Um, I have no allegiance to to either team. Um, and really, you know, just enjoyed was was enjoying watching the match uh, from a football perspective. But by the end of the match, I was starting to feel kind of dirty because I was literally cheering for City, like hoping that they were going to smash this lower league side uh, because I wanted the double game week uh, in 32. And so I guess my question for you, Jake, and for listeners out there is like, do you think that playing FPL like kind of I don't know taints like your the way that you look at the sport like for example the FA Cup to me is all about cheering for these lower league sides like if you don't have an allegiance to one of these bigger teams that's like the beauty of the FA Cup that's what's so fun about it is seeing these these sides uh, a battle against the the top leagues and so I don't know I guess I guess does does playing FPL kind of taint that uh, you know the spirit of the game in that that regard? Uh, I think if you're like truly looking at it and going to be honest, I would say yes. 
to me, it doesn't bother my, I don't know if I don't have a conscious or conscience or, or what, but Con- it doesn't. Yeah, I love a good conscious. Conscience. Uh, I, I'm not that affected by it, I guess. I like, I'm glad Swansea lost. I also like you... seeing like little league teams in the EPL get kicked out. Like I'm glad Huddersfield's getting rele- relegated. Now we lost our like three Huddersfield fan listeners, but it just <laughs> they're just not if they're not good enough, they're not good enough. I don't I don't know. I mean, and I just cheer for Arsenal straight away. Like, yeah, sure. If I have a guy playing against Arsenal, I still want him to get a goal, maybe, which is kind of messed up, but. Okay, I still so want the, the yeah, result that's I, to go Arsenal's way. That's what I was. That's what I was going to ask. You would? Would you? You would cheer against your club for FPL? No, I mean I wouldn't cheer against them. I'd still want them to win. But you know, if they're going to give up a goal, they might as well give it up to a guy on my team. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey guys, you can give up a goal, but just give it up to my FPL player. It's fine. Yeah, not a big deal. Just, yeah, it'll be okay. Just, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to see like what other people out there have to say i you know I, if i was just gonna guess i would guess like the english fans that are from the cities of these teams would be like that's blasphemy all right yeah harry potter and work in the docks wayne rooney manchester united these are the things that i think that english people say all the time uh and so, yeah, I, I would guess that they would be unhappy about that. But that it's just kind of like for someone that didn't necessarily grow up with the league or like with a team, I don't have like a ton of allegiance to anyone. I, I love the league, but I don't necessarily have a lot of allegiance to one specific team. And so that's just kind of how I feel about it. But I don't know. It was just kind of a weird feeling. And I was questioning like if I was playing or enjoying the game for the right reasons. I don't know. Uh, okay. Another big uh, question that kind of stemmed from that match was this idea of, of VAR and and I think that uh, I think next year VAR is going to be talked about probably a lot kind of going into the season the, the Prem is, is going to be uh, implementing VAR in their matches and as an American sports fan this is something that we're we're really you know we're really used to right Jake I mean all of our major leagues have some sort of video review in place. Um, I, I don't know who like really started it, but I it's become very big in the last five years in the NBA with basketball. It's been in football for a number of years, uh, baseball as well. And so this is something that we're really used to. So like personally for me, when I watch a match, it's unusual for me that like when the refs are, are having a hard time making a call or when a call's really close that they wouldn't go to some sort of replay. I feel hard done by almost when that doesn't happen. But a lot of fans feel opposite. And I guess, you know, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds about like the idea of VR, but from an FPL perspective, do you think it's going to change the way that we play the game or or not really? Yeah, I mean, I think it will change the way we play FPL a little bit. We may focus a little bit more on some PK takers. I I think more often than not, uh, refs miss PKs more than give away ones that shouldn't be given. So I think that's probably the one thing that will change, but for the most part, it'll be similar. I always have mixed feelings about video review. I think in America, we, we definitely do it wrong because it just takes so much time like the like in the nba it's like i feel they slow the game down for three four minutes looking at stuff and i'm like this isn't this isn't how it's supposed to be uh same for football 
football is a slow game to begin with, but it, it's even slower with all those replays. So I hope that for EPL, they can make VAR efficient. Um, but but I don't know. I think no matter what you do, it's going to slow the game down. Yeah, I well, I, I think that there's there's no doubt about that. I just, I kind of agree with you. Like some of these things like these tight offsides calls or these uh, penalty kicks and things like that, uh, or penalties that are awarded. Um, I, I think that more often than not, those types of things are missed. I personally think, and I'm not, I don't, I have no stats to back this up, but I think it will favor offensive players. Uh, and so I would guess that we would see more FPL points scored uh, next year. I would, I would be very interested to see if there's like any data on that about how VAR influences um, the game. And, and then we can maybe make some predictions, but I don't know. It was just something that kind of came into my head uh, while I was watching that Swansea City game because there were a couple of very tight calls uh, that were not reviewed for VAR or with VAR. And, um, yeah, that just kind of was my thought. I Some people have been talking really heavily about, like, oh, VAR, I'm going to load my team up on penalty kick takers. Well, we kind of already do that, don't we? We, we try to select players that we know are going to be on pens or on free kicks you know, we try to select players that are going to be in dangerous areas. I don't know how much it actually changes our selection of players next year. Yeah, probably not a ton. I know I'll have Mark Noble in my team, though. <laughs> first team, first man on the team sheet, Mark Noble. Yeah, uh, That's really a bad idea. Anyways, um, there was a, a discussion of this online as well, which is um, if you're interested in reading a little bit about more about it, um, on our, our Twitter page, you can check it out. There's a thread that people are chatting about it with. During um, that, uh, also, is my captain plane was talking. Uh, he talked some shit about um, Jake having a minus eighty, which was good. I just wanted to get that out there. Like, yeah. what? Like he was just yeah. saying how stupid I was, or yeah, he he actually. Uh, this was in another thread, but he he was commenting on the VAR. But, uh, and that's how I was like reading about it. But then I also noticed that he uh, was telling Planet FPL Pod, which is another podcast about how you took a minus eighty and that you suck at everything. So yeah, another enemy all... for you to put on your list. Yeah. Well, those statements are true. It's hard to hard to be mad about that. So yeah. true. True. Uh, okay. So let's just kind of get into how we did this week, Jake. Um, I mean, we still have another match to come, and you have players to play. Uh, is the the pool match over now? It is. It ended two to one. So Mane owners are the the big winners with a goal and an assist, probably triple bonus, which will get him to or three bonus points, I should say, thirteen. So if you captained Oof. him twenty six, that's gonna be it's gonna be rough. I mean, it's hard because we were talking about him and you have having Sala and me having Felipe, I was considering taking a hit and then all that news came out about him not maybe playing. And then we didn't know he practiced until past the deadline. It's frustrating. Liverpool are frustrating, but you know, that's how FPL goes. Yeah. It's uh basically if you didn't captain Mane, then you had a bad game week, right? I mean that's how it's yeah. going to be now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, unless unless you were a genius and captain Chicharito or Josh King, which I think is probably few and far between. Right. Yeah. Low low captainship there. I, I would guess some managers will always also be on um, Hazard, right? Uh, so yeah. that would be yeah. the only other player. But I think I, I would say the majority of managers likely uh, likely went for Salah or Mane, and um, 
yeah, if you've Captain Mane, good good job by you. You're going to fly this week because the, the total points scored is going to be pretty low this week uh, for, for most managers. So there we go. Awesome. I love everything about FPL. Mm. Um, how are you? Let's talk a little bit about your team then. So I know that we have some, some game time to go, but after the first day, like what was your game week rank? Who performed well for you? What is it looking like for you overall? Uh, I mean, I was flying after the original day, 43,000 overall. Um, <clears throat> King and Rondon performed. Felipe got an assist, which I was really struggling with holding him, and this has just confirmed I need to let him go. Uh, four goals for them, and he gets one assist. It's just abysmal, in my opinion. And I was debating bringing in Mane, as being said, but uh, I, I brought in Frazier... Uh, Ooh, I don't even remember who for. That's how bad it's been. Oh, Sun, I think. I think it was Sun. Um, to free up funds. Uh, but then the back line, no clean sheets. I captained Van Dyke. Unfortunate. Um, I still have three Chelsea players to go. But as you said, I don't know how much to cheer for Hazard. Just really could use a Chelsea clean sheet away to Everton, which I, Everton, which I'm not too excited about. So where, what is your oh, overall, yeah. yeah, where's Third. your overall rank like right now? Oh, overall, I'm, I moved up to 215,000, which is really good, but I'm going to be coming, crashing back right. down to earth, I'm sure, with the, the Mane captainship. I'll probably stay, I'm hoping to stay like kind of where I was in the 300,000s. Hmm. That's not so bad. Not so bad. No, I, and uh, I think, I think I'm set up to, to move forward. So yeah. So did you did you use one transfer going into this game week, or did you use two? I just used one. Just just son son to Frazier. I'm pretty sure it was. I know I brought in Frazier. I don't know who I kicked out of my team. That's good. Uh, Uh, all right. Well, my team. I I was feeling pretty good after day one as well. Uh, King and Maddo with returns, and there just weren't really that many returns right after the first day. So that was enough. Um to put me on a decent amount of points. I'm sitting on 37 right now, which is not bad. So I'm, I'm not complete complaining or anything. I'm just, I'm very frustrated about the Salah situation. Um, I do have Alonzo and Hazard still to go. So that's, um, that's, I guess, positive, but, uh, overall, I think I'll probably sit about where I was before I had, I had jumped about 2000 places to 3000 overall. Uh, I was at like maybe 5,000 last week, so that was feeling pretty good. But my move for the week, uh, I just brought Hazard in for Sterling. Uh, More than anything, it was just to buffer, uh, to provide like a buffer for coverage. I was nervous that, you know, maybe Hazard has a really good game and enough people captained him. So that's really what it was. Also, I want him for the blank in 33, and I'm probably going to free hit next week, um, this next game week. So you know, I can get Sterling back into the side. So uh, not necessarily a bad game week. I'm just, I'm really frustrated with the Salah situation. It's, I'm not feeling good about it, but. Well, I mean, ship him out, right? Is it time? It's probably going to be yeah, a so... big question, even though people haven't asked it yet. This is five game game weeks in a row without a goal, his longest stretch in the Premier League. Yeah, I, uh, so obviously he won't be in my free hit team against Spurs uh and then game week 33 comes around and Liverpool goes against Southampton away I'll have to decide then I need to look at like I think I currently have 11 players for game week 33 so the question will be you know do I want um 
do I want to have 12 players and have an extra sub or do I just want to dump Salah and bring like a Mane in instead? I'm not sure. I got to I got to think about it a little bit. I, that seems so far away at the moment and game week 32 is such a big game week that I don't think that I'll even be looking really ahead to 33 to, to be thinking about what I might be doing then. Yeah, it is it is crazy. I feel the same way. Like you're mentioning a blank in 33 and I I know I've looked ahead of time, but I I literally haven't thought about the game 33 blank since the start of this week preparing for 31 and then knowing 32 and I feel like and this isn't a ton of people in my boat but without the free hit chip for 32 or 31 the preparation has been rigorous to say the least (laughs) yeah a lot of people have been asking like how is Jake gonna handle the blanks and the doubles let's hear his plan that he said that he was working on and I finally have just started saying to people online like Jake doesn't have a plan let's let's stop pretending like he has a plan he has no idea what the hell's going on uh and and so stop waiting for something to come out because it's not it's not coming I don't know man if I would have if I would have took the the extra free hit to bring in uh Mane for Felipe I would have been flying over these few game weeks I feel the the main thing I didn't do is and maybe we'll have some questions on this later is I'm prepping to bring in Aguero and use the triple captain chip on him um so that that wouldn't have been possible had I brought in Mane this week and that's where I was really debating like is Mane over against Fulham and Spurs going to be better than a triple captain ship on Kuhn and I just yeah. it was too much in the air for me that's fair and I think it's a good move trying to get Aguero in we can talk about that a little bit later but Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we didn't read off because we, we potted a little early last week too. We didn't read off the top 10. So I'm just going to quickly go through it. I know that it's going to change. This is after day one for League Dive. Uh, Buck Sharp is in 10th. 9th is Matt Blender. 8th, Mark Edwards. 7th, uh, uh, Nial O'Higgins. I think I said that right. 6th, Arnie Haugen. Uh, 5, Samuel Shapiro. 4 is Marco. Uh, that's me. Uh, 3, Fripe Person. Uh, John, Eric, Torstein, Stin, Stein, Stein, Stin. And number one is still the Kyoto kid, Matt Frisky, with a little bit of a, a lower week for him. Um, but he's still, you know, he still has hazard to go. So um, hopefully, hopefully he can bounce back uh, uh, from, from that week. Uh, and then we do have a new league, Jake, a new league, Travis Shaw's minus 80 PSL league. Uh, a a end of season league that we started game week scoring in 31 really really exciting uh, i think we have like i was counting i think we have like 200 or 250 people that joined it um mm-hmm. so the idea of this league was just to have you know the game week scoring starts in 31 and we'll just go to the end of the season um, a lot of people asked me, and I wasn't really sure how to respond. They were like, "What's the best way to do this? Do we just enter in our current teams, or do we put in a new, make a new account in FPL, official FPL, and uh, and make a brand new team just for the end of the year?" Uh, I wasn't exactly sure what to tell people, so I just kind of said, "Like, do whatever you want to do." And I know a handful of people made uh, brand new teams, so advantage them. Uh, so the whole idea of the league was to kind of. Um, you know, to have it be Jake's league, Travis Shaw's minus 80 PSL league. It's the, it's the Jake league. Uh, you know, so, so I'm hoping that Jake is doing really well in it. Jake, how are you doing in the league, buddy? Ooh, 
I may have not joined the league. <laughs> do you want yeah. to do, do you care to elaborate, Jake, on that? Uh, I just kind of slipped my mind in all honesty. Pretty busy week. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel kind of dumb about it, but let don't me, know what else to say. <laughs> let me break this down for the listeners, okay? For those that are like, wait, what do you mean you didn't join the league? I don't really get that. Like, yeah, nobody gets it, okay? We made a league for Jake, a Jake league, and Jake didn't join the damn league. It it, it doesn't make any sense. I'm on, uh, so so maybe once a week, all my buddies from the, that, that college soccer team that we play with, we get together, we play some FIFA or something, you know, and we catch up just on, on some PS4. It's a great time. And uh, I said to Jake, Jake, how are you doing in the league? And he goes, oh, you know, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Oh, excuse me. I should do the Jake voice. No, I'm not really sure how I'm doing, but I'm having an okay game week. And I paused for a moment. I said, I said, Jake, wait, wait a second. Did you even join the league? And he doesn't say anything for a second. He goes, well, you didn't tell me I had to join it. <laughs> Jake, God damn it. Yeah, that's that's my bad. Okay, so it's a Jake league that Jake's not in, but um, I really hope everyone else has a great time. Jake will be joining late, so uh, late to the party, but that's that's Jake's style. He'll be all right. Yeah, He'll yeah, but right. that's like that's when you're supposed to show up. Yeah, God, I hate you so much. Um, the only other thing I just wanted to touch on, and we haven't updated anybody on this, but Jake and I started at the very beginning of the year a head-to-head league. I would guess, Jake, have you even looked at it? You probably haven't, had you? No, I, I did a while ago. You were ahead of, like, by four game, four four extra wins the last time I checked. It was, like, game, yeah. game week 24, 25, I think. I do think it's really interesting. Um, I was just looking at it. It's it's actually, um, we're almost tied. Uh I have 15 wins and you have 14 wins and we, we have a draw. So it's, I'm at 46 points and you're at 43 points, which is really interesting because, uh, I have a lot more points overall than you. I have, um, 1,863 points and you have 1,698 points. And so what that kind of says to me is like, I have had some really, really big weeks, right? Isn't that kind of what that means? If, if we're, if we're almost split in head to head matchups, it just kind of goes to show that I've probably had like a handful of really, really big weeks this year. And we talked earlier in the season, maybe, you know, in the first 10 game weeks about like, is it better to have a team that kind of chugs along, you know, you consistently distributed points throughout your team, or is it better to just like hit on these monster game weeks and just try to fly at big chunks at a time? I I don't know what the answer is to that, but it is kind of interesting that I have so many more points than you. uh, And yet, we've split in head-to-head matches yeah don't forget that minus 80 really hurts as much as no one ever wants to admit that doesn't feel good right but like you're 170 points behind me or something like yeah, that. yeah that's fair so it is it, it's a little surprising like right so you you know you suck and i'm good but you know whatever Sure. No. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, kind of regather ourselves here. We have a lot of double game week questions coming up in the second half of the pod, so we'll talk a little bit about strategy and how we're going to handle that. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to the second half of the pod. We've got a bunch of double game week questions, some more FPL specifics. The top half of the pod was a little bit all over the place. So, so time to dig it down, Jake, and, and get into some spe- specifics. I can say words, uh, for game week 32. So to start off, before we kind of get into the questions, uh, we don't know exactly what the game week 32 schedule is going to look like. Uh, the talk is that by Tuesday, we should uh, know the schedule, um, and we do have this international break here. So game week uh, 32 deadline is the 30th of March. So we have um, almost a full two weeks here before we have to have our teams in place, uh, and we should have about a week and a half, um, maybe 10 days or so, when we actually know what the schedule is going to look like. So I know that some managers were really excited to hit that free hit chip button or hit the wild card button. Um, personally, I just think that you play it safe and you wait till those, you know, till those fixtures are officially released and we know exactly what the blanks in 33 and the doubles in 32 are going to look like. There's not a very good chance, but there is an off chance that, you know, a, a double that we thought was going to be in 32 gets moved somewhere else. I know that Ben Krillin, who's the master in all this, says that the odds are incredibly low. Uh, and that is due to a scheduling uh, with other teams, uh, other competitions, and of course with TV schedules uh, that have a, a big say in how uh, the double game weeks play out as well. But um, that's just kind of my advice is just kind of playing it safe and waiting till we know exactly what it looks like. Um, now, Jake, you don't have uh, your wild card, but you still do have a free hit in your back pocket here. Have you thought about when you're going to be using your free hit? Is it going to be in 32, 33? Are you saving it for later? What is your chip strategy looking like at the moment? Um, currently I am going to likely use my triple captain this week. Um, I'm hoping Man City gets Fulham Cardiff. It scares me a little bit with pep rotation, but that's in the future. We won't talk about that right now. And then, my team should the the interesting thing was I think I can navigate game week 33 without a ton of issues um with the ability to make some more moves and field 10 or 11 guys. So the plan was maybe for game week 35 to use the free hit chip. That's my mm-hmm. tentative plan. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good way to manage it. I yeah, it's it's a good point. Like you know, using that triple captain could be a a really could be an advantage for you in thirty two. Who's your target triple captain guy? Aguero and Sterling for sure. I, I'm debating between those two, but I mean, we saw what Kuhn did against Swansea, and I mean, I know Swansea's a a championship level side, but he just makes that team tick so much more, and he's you know a center forward on the highest scoring team in the league. Yeah, even if even if for some reason there is some rotation and he only played, you know, 60 minutes in each match, I still see him, Aguero, as probably the best choice. Mm-hmm. The only thing that always is a little bit sad with a forward is it's only four points per goal, no clean sheet chances. So, I, you know, I, I'm glad I have Sterling too, so I can debate and make the wrong choice when the time comes. Good. Good. Well, I hope you do. Uh, let's get into some questions then from listeners. Um, Emma wrote in, still looking good for a free hit this week and a wild card for 34. Uh, and assuming yes, what is the perfect free hit team to beat Jake with in the new dive FPL end of season mini league? Well, Jake's not in the league, Emma. Yeah, so I, I can answer you that. Basically, a- you beat team. him. 
any yeah, team. any team, any team beats Jake because he's not in the league. Um, we have a lot of questions, so I'm gonna just like kind of quickly read a, a few of them off. Uh, so I think it's Singh uh, said I saw a tweet from Luke from Fantasy Football Scout about comparison between free hit chip and daily fantasy games. So what do you do with that free hit squad? Do you put all your eggs in one basket and triple City attackers? Then he said triple West Ham defense. Wink, wink. It's probably a bad idea, but, you know, winking makes it okay. Or do you play conservative and look to cover all the teams? Um, let's talk a little bit about double game week strategy, Jake. To answer Emma's question, I think that the free hit for 32 is, is definitely on. I think that it's the right move, uh, especially assuming, like Jake said, that like that City match gets rescheduled into this double game week. We have a lot of good options from City, Chelsea, United. We can patch the rest of the team with, um, with you know, like a Crystal Palace or even like a Southampton or something like that who, who have some decent matches in there as well. Uh, in terms of structure, team structure, what is the best way... You know, what is the best way to do it, Jake? Is is the free hit chip, and we talked a little about this last week, is it a go-for-broke chip where you, like, go all in on one thing? Or is it a, a chip to be used to kind of, like, you know, consolidate rank and, like, you know, protect yourself against other teams? I think it's a go-for-broke, personally, especially toward the end of the year. Um, I mean, I think there's the few hundred people, 200 people that are at the top that maybe won't get super out of the out of the i don't even know what they say in britain i i say go from like left field like they're not gonna they're not gonna be super crazy with their picks but i would just build my team with who i think is going to get the most points like i definitely think double city attack is a good start and i think you know hazard for chelsea is going to be key um and then once you put most of your money on those players then filling in with cheap other options and a very cheap bench would be the best way to go yeah i i think that you basically start with and this is kind of the way i would start and and we talked about this last week as well but kenny mcdonald asked free hit 32 should you fill the bench with the cheapest players who won't play so the way i always actually start first first players in my team are the cheapest players so like for example if i'm going to play like a 3-4-3 or a 4-4-2 i'd probably start with like the cheapest defender I could find like Conley on Cardiff or Simpson on Bournemouth. They're listed at 3.8 right now. Um, and then moving into the midfield, I might look at uh, Romeo at 4.2 or something like that, you know, and then a cheap goalkeeper like, you know, Stecklenburg or Speroni or something at 3.9. So basically what I've done is I've started with, with one really cheap player uh, in the defense uh, in the midfield, and then a goalkeeper. And then what I can kind of do is figure out, okay, now that I know what my actual working budget is, uh, what's the rest of my team going to look like? You don't need to worry really about having like playing, you know, playing defenders or, or excuse me, playing bench players. Because with this double game week, yes, there's a chance that there's rotation and somebody, you know, somebody misses a match, but that's not going to prompt uh, a bench player to come in for you. Uh, because most likely, you know, let's say you, you know, you've started a defender and he misses one match, but he's most likely going to play the other. So that's how I would start. Which players, Jake, are you going? Would you be focusing on? I know you're not on your free hit, but like, which players specifically are the must-haves that most managers are probably going to bring into their team? Yeah, I yeah I agree with that. I think uh, Sterling. 
um, Kuhn. I think Lukaku is an interesting shout. Yeah, he's been playing very well. Uh, Watford and Wolves. Wolves is pretty decent defensively, but I, I think there's a lot of goals to be had in those two games. Um, and then Chelsea Hazard for sure. I think it's hard to pick someone else with Hazard. I'm still not a big fan of Iguain. I'm sure some people may go after him. The the one thing I haven't done the research on, but I have Rondon and I'm interested to see who their second game is against. I don't know if you've looked at that. Um, it, for me, it doesn't matter because I'm not free hitting, so I, I'm stuck with him, but I, he's not a terrible choice. He's been in really good form um playing against arsenal and that but that's you know you're gonna have to have maybe one or two cheap guys so finding those players is important as well yeah i think i think one you know like one thing to keep in mind right so like chelsea we could maybe go like a double chelsea defense i know their their back line has not been good but it's looking like they'll likely have a match against cardiff and brighton uh, so, like, for me, I probably wouldn't be going with Iguain. I'd probably be looking at, like, Hazard and then, like, a double Chelsea defense if I can manage that from a financial point of view. Um, you know, Jake, you had mentioned you have to fill your team with some players that are a little bit cheaper. Uh, you know, I think that, like, for example, Crystal Palace could be an interesting team to look to. I mean, I know, you know, they're going to play Tottenham in that double, so they'll have Huddersfield and Spurs. Uh, but, like an interesting player for me, and we talked about VAR at the top of it, would be, would be like Milivojevic. Maybe he's had a number of um, quite a few penalty kicks again this year. Crystal Palace draw a lot because you've got Zaha art of the diving it in the box. Uh, you know, so I, I would look at like maybe a player like um, Milo. Um, you know, you could even consider like a Schlupp or a, a, who's playing out of position in the midfield right now and, and has been pretty good. You know, of course, Obi Wan Basaka. Um, would be a player that you could look to use to, to, you know, maybe he starts both games for you or maybe you're just using him to free some funds. Um, you know, so those are the types of players that that are actually, I think, going to be kind of the, the deciders or the tipping point factors uh, for a team because the reality of it is if you want to roll out like Aguero and Lukaku and Hazard and Sterling all in one team, you're going to have to start probably two players or three players that are even even with like really cheap bench players. You're going to have to start like a couple players that are, I don't want to say like second tier, but from an FPL perspective are kind of second tier players. And so mm-hmm. you want them to have doubles if you can manage that. Yeah, I concur. And another interesting player to me. I have to kind of look at it more, but recently like Red Redmond's been playing up top for Southampton. Um, so he's someone that I've kept my eye on just maybe later to bring in if he continues to start uh, in that in that side. They've been scoring some goals, and he's 5.3, and he's getting into dangerous areas. He, so, But to me, it's like, do you go cheaper on the defensive end? Probably, uh, with the, the, those attacking options that we mentioned. Yeah, Southampton has a, a potential very good double, so Brighton and Watford, uh, and so that could... I mean, that could be fruitful, certainly, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, or maybe like a James Ward-Prowse is like your mm-hmm. fourth or fifth mid, depending on how you're how you're playing your team. Yeah, it's it does come down to which, you know, like I said, start from those with those really, really cheap players kind of that, that won't play. They're your bench players. 
I would then go the other way and I'd pick out, all right, these are the players that I, when I look at the matchups, I think that they, they have to be on my team. So for me, that player is probably going to be Aguero because I want to captain him. Uh, and then you're going to want to go back in and kind of, you know, puzzle piece together the rest of it, you know, with some of those, you know, Milivojevic, James Ward-Prowse, Redmond, those types of players that fill gaps, uh, serve a purpose and are going to play for you. Um, but you know, again, you, you got to make sure that try to make sure that they're going to have doubles. Some people were asking, like, is it is it good to go with single game week players? I'm not sure. I you know, there's not that many single game week players that I would pick over. You know, like even a James Ward Prowse, right? Who like hasn't necessarily played a ton this year and hasn't had great returns like the whole season, but as of late, he's been decent. You know, like, do I want a West Ham player or a Leicester player or a Bournemouth player in one match? versus Ward Prowse against Brighton Hove and Watford, uh, probably not. I'd probably rather have that that player that has a double. Yeah, I, I think so. Because even if they just play the two games, that's four points. I mean, barring like yellow cards or red cards and things. And then you're, you're if you're going with those single game week players, you're hoping for some pretty big returns or at least a return. And I just think you're you're choosing these players in the double game week yeah they're second tier players but you're still selecting them on a team that you think has like you know like Rondon like Arsenal haven't been good in the back defensively it's definitely a good choice to go with a player like that if you need to because he he's been creating a lot of chances so Mm -hmm. you're really minimizing your options if you go with a single game week player Right. Yeah, Jamie Dow was just asking about that. Like, those free hitting in 32 are likely to be bringing in players with two games. Uh, but are there players with one game that we should still consider? He also said, can you promise no more Sean Dyche impressions? I cannot promise that. Uh, it's it's a it's a tough impression. Um, so no promises there, Jamie. I could definitely do some more um, pep impressions. Should I do that? Yeah, I think we need a good pep impression for the next Okay, question. guys. Here's what we're going to do. We need to get in Aguero, and you get in Starling. You, he goes here, he goes here. You captain Starling, or you captain Aguero. That's how you win the double game week, guys. Okay, let's go. How's that? It was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. It's hmm, my pep impression. I feel like it's pretty close. Uh, yeah, I just don't, Jamie, I, I don't necessarily think that there's a lot of uh, game week one guys, uh, or excuse me, game week one, one game uh, players in 32 that that are necessarily on that list for me. Um, you know, maybe, I guess, you know, maybe if you're looking at it, you know, Bournemouth playing against Leicester and Bournemouth have been pretty good lately. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think anybody else I'm very interested in having on my team. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark uh, FPL Virgin says, people say it time and time again, goalkeepers and defenders often do best in double game weeks. Should we have uh, the minerals to free hit and play five at the back. Now, this is interesting. So in double game weeks, traditionally, we're often faced with a lot of rotation, uh, but most of that rotation also tends to happen on the attacking side of the ball. Uh, And so for double game weeks, sometimes some managers have argued that it's better to go with a goalkeeper or a center back, uh, you know, a player that is less likely to be rotated on the side, especially if they have two plush fixtures um, I don't know to answer the question. I don't know if five at the back is the move. I have nothing against five at the back. I've done it a handful of times this year. Um, 
off my free hit though, you know, I'm thinking, I'm just looking at my team right now. I'm thinking I'm probably going to be in a 4-4-2. Uh, and I probably will go with like a Manchester City defender, uh, possibly a Manchester United defender. I'm not sure. I'm definitely looking at double Chelsea defense. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to favor, at first I thought I was just going to go three in the back, but after I started looking at the fixtures, I really like the idea of having some good defenders uh, for this double game week. Yeah, I don't think five in the back is unreasonable, but it kind of, I, I just think this year might be a little bit different. It is hard, like the rotation with Manchester City, very risky, but they're playing such bad teams. If you can just, if you get the chance that Kuhn's playing two two games against Fulham and Cardiff or Sterling, I just like would feel so bad not having them. Um, it's, it was kind of like this week with Mane. Like Mane was coming straight into my team until that like Twitter news about what was going on um, with him possibly missing a game. So it, it is a, it's a really hard question to answer. It, it's just, are you going to be safe or are you going to take more risks? And I would lean toward more risks because it's the end of the year and trying to make up ground. Yeah. Uh, Mark followed it up with like looking at which teams have the best doubles in 32. Will all the free hit teams basically look the same? And it's another good question. Um, I don't, I'm going to say no though, because I think that managers are going to approach it differently, right? Like some people are going to, here's like the big questions, right? Um, in my opinion, the big questions are, you know, do you, do you, go three city attackers or do you bring a defender in you know do you on Chelsea are you looking at Iguain or are you not for Manchester United are you going with Rashford or are you going with Lukaku if you go with Lukaku you're probably going to have to you know move some funds around elsewhere to make that work you know, a lot of managers are going to go three at the back uh, off their free hit some managers might do what we just talked about and look at four or five in the back so I don't think so I think that there's enough variation uh, in the matchups to make the free hit chip this year kind of interesting. Um, last year, a lot of people free hit on the same game week and their teams were really, really similar. Uh, but I think this year there's there's more variation in uh, in the approaches to it. So, um, okay, we got to kind of speed up here because we have a handful more questions for, for 32 and then we have some, some other questions as well. Um, Whitebeard says Spurs players for double game week 32, Swerve or Sign? Uh, in 32, um, let's see, Spurs are going to probably have our Liverpool and Crystal Palace. Thoughts, Jake? Swerve or sign? I'd say swerve because it's just really challenging. Um, defensively, I don't like that because I, I just don't see them keeping a clean against Pool. Yeah. So, yeah, they agree. may keep a clean in one game, but you're you're paying a fair amount of cash for those players. Um, and then offensively, they've been terrible, except, I guess, Kane-ish. And right. that just really hurts your team to go with Kane. And you're not going to be super excited to start him against Poole. So I'd say Swerve. Yeah, even against Crystal Palace, who tends mm-hmm. to defend decently, at least, right? Yeah, they. I mean, Sako's out for them in the center back spot. Uh, so they're, they're a little bit weaker, but... The, the cost for Kane is just too much, in, in my opinion, if I was free-hitting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Con Man asked, who would be the optimal three forwards for 32? Is Jimenez a doubt to start both their doubles with the semifinal in 33? So Wolves beat United yesterday in the FA Cup. Uh, they are going to have uh, a double. Uh, so Wolves will be against um, Burnley and United, but then in 33, they'll be playing in the, the semifinal of the FA Cup. 
I am going to guess that there will definitely be rotation in that game against United for Wolves uh, because they're going to want to show well in the FA Cup. Uh, And so, yes, I would guess that there will be rotation. I would guess Jimenez would be one of those players. They need him fresh in that match. Um, Jake, just kind of, I know you maybe don't know like exactly, but kind of off the top of your head, who are like the three or four forwards that you would be looking at that have that would be the right picks for like a if you you were free hitting for a double. Oh, if I was free hitting, I mean I'd still I would just do whatever I could to get Lukaku and Kunin personally. Yeah, and then I don't know if I would be going with a third one because it's they're so expensive. But if I was going to take a cheaper third striker, ah. Uh, I still would lean. I, you know, I think Redmond is actually an interesting shout there against uh, Brighton and well, who's the other double that they have? I think well, Redmond's I think, listed. He's listed as a midfielder, though, isn't he? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. He's listed yeah. as a midfielder. More the all the more reason to consider him, though. Um, I guess Rondon. I'll stick with Rondon. Well, Rondon won't. I don't think he's going to have a double, though, is he? Mm, I don't know. I don't think I so. thought they I thought they were possibly having a double. No, I think it's just going to be Arsenal now is the way that's going to oh, going to work well, out. Well, yeah. So even I don't know. I'm just going to stick with Lukaku. <laughs> Lukaku and yeah. Kuhn. done. You could go with like a third cheap like you could do um like Dini or something, right? So they'll have United and then possibly Southampton or Fulham. Um you know, you could go like uh Batchet crazy. Batchuai up top uh, for Crystal Palace. Uh, I think that could be interesting. Huddersfield and Spurs. I know Spurs isn't a great matchup, but that's that's what you're going to get, right, with one of these cheaper players. Um, you know, I, I would keep an eye on Southampton. You know, they have, they have two good matchups. I don't know, like, what their front line is going to look like, you know, who's going to lead that line. Um, Ings has just been out for so long. So, like, you know, like Jake has mentioned, they've been, been playing Redmond mostly up there. Um you know, Austin just hasn't really played much uh, in terms of consistent minutes, and he also hasn't scored goals. So, you know, just maybe, you know, I'd look at probably a cheap third if you're going to do the Aguero and Lukaku thing up top. So, uh, okay. So we have a handful of questions just here that are a little bit more general and a, a little bit ne- less necessarily specific to uh, Game Week 32, but obviously could be applied there as well. Um, FPL psychologist Gossica. I think is what the name is. Uh, what is your take on West Ham forwards worth signing or rotation written all over it? Jake, you want to take that one? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I was considering Cheech for a little bit, but I, I do agree. It's really challenging with them because of the rotation. The, I think there's just so many better options um, just based on fixtures and things. I, I definitely wouldn't be wanting to go with, Arnie or anyone else on that team right now. Uh, I think the reason they scored goals this week is because they played the worst team in the the Premier League, so I would stay away with the rotation. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, What else we got here? Emma, uh, how do you approach thinking about good players for next season? Anything that can usefully be done now or wait until the summer? That's a good good question. personally and this is just the way i handle it i don't know how you do it jake but i'm i am not thinking about next year uh i basically i'll focus on the season i will shut it down until uh preseason starts in you know like july for most teams uh and then 
I will start thinking about it again. But I don't, I try not to think that far out. It just kind of messes with my head too much. Yeah, I'm going to shut it down, just work on pod stuff, um, preparing for next year. I, it's interesting to watch players, and I think you got to take the season as a whole. But the hard thing is, is FPL does such a good job repricing players that typically players that actually had a breakout season, you almost want to avoid just because of their overinflation. That's true. Pers- yeah, there does personally. tend to be a big price impl- inflation. Yeah. Um, okay, FBL Lewis. Oh, this probably should have gone with the last question, but why is Arnie such a piece of shit? He was my golden child, but completely let me down. How do you pick actually good players? Thanks. Ha ha. <laughs> oh, sorry, Lewis. Uh, yeah, Arnie's, he's been bad too lately. It's, it's kind of a downer. Um, and how do you pick actually good players? Don't ask me and Jake that. Don't ask us that question. It's just not yeah. a good, good question to ask, you yeah. know? We, uh, we've missed the boat on a number of players this year. I was just thinking about that. Like, I've hated on Maddo the whole year, and he's been you pretty good. You finally have him, though. You finally yeah, have, him. have him on my team. Got me so a goal. Uh, my buddies were asking me, like, why do you hate? Why do you say you hate Maddo so much on the pod? And I was thinking about it. Like, why do I hate him? I hate him because I was completely clueless in identifying if he was going to be good or not. Like, I'm mad at myself, and therefore I hate him. That's what it is. It Lester's hard. I wouldn't. I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about it. I'm beating myself up right now, Jake. I'm striking myself repeatedly. Like okay. I can't even tell. Like, did Lester get worse by bringing in Brendan Rodgers? Who knows? I don't yeah. know. Probably. Yeah. Probably they did get worse. Uh, Thomas Bracken is Rondon the new Jimenez. Nine goals and five assists. Uh, only two tough fixtures until the end of the season looking like a great asset uh yeah he's awesome isn't he it's just crazy this year how many like lower price forwards have been dominating i don't think i I would say no he's not the new jimenez jimenez is still jimenez he just scored against man united in a you know pretty big game and he i i don't even know looking at his last previous games how many goals he scored but it's a lot so they're they're both great yeah uh, it's almost as if you know, we're like the podcast that has been calling for the use of of medium, mid priced or low priced forwards the entire season. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if we did that. We've or done not. one thing right, maybe. Yeah, Question. it's the only thing we've gotten right this year. I feel like, but uh, yeah, uh, McNulty, Manuel Pellegrini, or Eddie Howe. One must go. Jake will send the money after the job is complete. Hashtag free hit redemption. Uh, Can I ask why? It's hashtag Jake, Jake stab requests. But why? Do <laughs> I like that. Of, who decides? Like why? Why these two? I. Oh man. So which one are you gonna stab? Uh, Pellegrini, because he ruined Felipe Anderson to me. I'll just stab him and Felipe at the same time. That's fair. Left and yeah. right hand. <laughs> you're you, you're that talented <laughs> with a knife. Double yeah. double knife work. Yeah, they're, they're like uh, talking to each other on the sidelines and just sneak up behind them and get them, get them both. Are you like the like? Do you use real knives? Or are you like kind of a prison prison shank kind of guy? Like you have a piece of glass with some tape wrapped around it, or no. like a screw, <laughs> screwdriver or something? Like I would prefer real real knife. You know. Okay. I'm just wondering. I mm. yeah. Fair question. Okay. Uh, Fredo asks after his assist yesterday, is this the start of Felipe Mania? I think he's a bit, probably being a bit facetious, but yeah, um, definitely. 
Yeah, probably. It's probably an answer. The answer is no, right? Especially yeah, definitely if Jake's, no. Don't <laughs> add stabs him. It's yeah, well, good. Fredo's now on my stab request sheet. I'm <laughs> God damn it, Jake. <laughs> I'm just so. I mean, four goals. I just looked at that that score. I wasn't watching the game, and I'm like, four goals. F- thanks for the hat trick, Felipe. And I look, and it's just one assist. And I'm like, uh, that's that's extremely disappointing. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's the uh, the end of our questions. So, um, in terms of like captain shouts, I think we've covered most of that, right, Jake? I, I think it's um, you know, if you can get Aguero, Sterling, uh, you know, Hazard could be a, a decent. He'll probably be almost be a differential if you go with him, um, just because a lot of people will be going with with City assets. Uh, outside of that, I. I I don't know that there's anyone that I would really be targeting. I think that those are the right players just in terms of statistically who will give you the best chance of getting returns. Do you agree? Completely agree. Lukaku's probably your biggest differential captain. Oh yeah. Lukaku's another. Yeah. All right. My fault. He's a good, he's a good uh, differential as well. Uh, Now going into the week, I'm going to probably be free hitting. I don't see anything that would, you know, deter me from doing that. What are you thinking about? I know there's a lot of time here, but what are you thinking about doing? Yeah, I've talked to you briefly about this, but I'm considering dropping Felipe out <clears throat> for a lower price mid. I have to decide who. So honestly, if anyone wants to write in, I'm looking for a mid 5.8 and lower. Probably to try to hold for a good chunk of the season, preferably, um, if need be. And then I'm looking to bump... This is this is where it gets tricky for me. So I have three similar priced players in Rondon, King, and Rashford. Obviously, Rashford's a little bit higher, which will be easier. Um, but obviously, I don't really want to transfer out Rashford for the double. Um, but he's been he hasn't been very good. So one of those forwards is going to get moved to to Kuhn. I just haven't decided which one. There's pluses and minuses for all of them. So, like, to me, Rashford, the minus is he has a double. The plus is he hasn't been playing well. He also is more expensive, so easier to do. King, I, I kind of want Wilson, but now King had a great performance and Wilson didn't. They, they just tend to be vice versa, but that's kind of the plus for King. The downside is <clears throat> he has great fixtures for the rest of the year. And then Rondon, probably the plus for him is he goes against Arsenal away from home, which... They've been the second best team at home the whole season, but then the downer is he's in form and then the rest of his fixtures get pretty easy as well. But Felipe down, bringing Kuhn for a hit, triple captain Kuhn. That's kind of the tentative plan. I love it. I hope it works out for you. I really do. Yeah, we'll see. All right. um, Follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com. We're on Facebook as well. Don't use that platform as much. Uh, Slack channel is still open for anyone that would like to join it. Uh, It's been pretty fun. I haven't been on a ton. I will admit that. I'm thankful that we have some uh, listeners that have kind of played the role of uh, moderators on there and have helped keep conversations going. And uh, so so if you're not sure what Slack is, uh, shoot me an email at The Art of the Dive. Uh, at gmail.com or dm me on twitter uh and and send me your email address and we'll let you come on onto the slack channel and you can check it out if you're into it you can can really get into it um what's nice about slack is that uh it's a little bit more intimate than twitter 
Um, and it's a little bit better for like, I think personally for conversations, like chatting with small groups of people about things, uh, because most of it's kind of done in real time, like in almost as if it's like an instant messaging, uh, service rather than like on Twitter where a lot of people post things, then walk away from it or won't respond on it. It's what's nice about Slack. So, uh, yeah, download our pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google play pod being overcast, pocket cast app. Uh, cast box anywhere where podcasts are found and the last question of the pod is from fpl jim how many big macs could you eat in one sitting jake what do you think currently right now i'm thinking eight eight you think you could do yeah i think so seven or eight what do you think that is for calories that's a good question. I honestly don't have the slightest clue because I don't typically eat fast food. Yeah, I, I. When was the last time you had a Big Mac? Do you think? Probably like five years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say probably ten years ago for me. I don't really eat, um, you know, like McDonald's very often. Uh, but I could. Yeah, I think I could do quite a few. I, I'm pretty gross. Uh, especially like if I had a nice long bike ride ahead of time. I, yeah, I was I gonna say some... I feel like you could hit double digits with the amount. Yeah, of I, I could. That yeah, you... yeah. I've I've um I've done some disgusting things in my life in terms of food eaten. Um, you know, I've got some good records amongst you know my family and friends. So yeah, yeah. The, I, the worst can... thing. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I can maybe hit ten, maybe yeah. if I wanted to throw up and be sick. Yeah, the worst thing that I did recently, I was really sick for like a few days and I didn't eat at all. And then I ate two Domino's pizzas, not in the same sitting, but back-to-back meals. I felt pretty bad about myself. <laughs> you ate the whole pizza? Yeah, whole pizza, gone. That's pretty good. Pepperoni That's good. and then Hawaiian. It was. I looked back on it and it felt good, but it, it also felt bad. Yeah. You, well, I'm proud of you. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. But not, okay, uh, not with the, the league, but... I'll be joining now, so, as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just let's not talk about it anymore. It just makes me mad, so stop, okay? All right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should.